You're listening to EcoSpeak CLE, where the eco-curious explore the unique and thriving environmental community here in Northeast Ohio. My name is Diane Pickett, and my producer is Greg Rotuno. Together, we bring you inspiring stories from local sustainability leaders and invite you to connect, learn, and live with our community and planet in mind. Hello. In this episode, we kick off Plastic Free July by speaking with Alyssa Yoder. She is the Conservation Manager with Ohio Sierra Club. Alyssa is joining us via Zoom for our second episode about plastic. Uh, She's currently in Colorado on vacation, and she kindly agreed to join us. So Alyssa's been with uh, Ohio Sierra Club for over eight years. She works on a statewide plastics campaign that focuses on the downstream impacts of plastic and calling out false solutions and helping us move away from our take-make-waste system to a sustainable circular economy. Ohio Sierra Club has joined the Global Plastic Free July campaign by helping people to learn about the issue. So stay tuned to hear more about that. And also please follow EcoSpeak CLE on Instagram and Facebook. We are posting a new tip every day to help you all stay motivated during Plastic Free July. Thank you, Alyssa, and welcome to our show. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure and an honor to talk with you all today about a topic that I love to talk about, plastic. Uh, Where are you right now in Colorado? I am in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Sunny, no humidity, you know, 70, 80 degrees. Perfect hiking weather. So yes. And well, thank you for for taking some time today to, to speak with us. Um, so we're kicking off Plastic Free July. We talked a little bit about that in the last episode, but um, if you could just refresh our memories and tell us what Plastic Free July is and what the, the challenge itself is and when this whole thing was started. Yeah, so the Plastic Free July campaign, um, it's hosted by the Plastic Free Coalition. And they uh, began this campaign in 2011, and it's a pledge that millions of people all around the world, um, each year they take it during the month of July with the goal of reducing plastic waste uh, in their own life. Um, We also participate in um, the Sierra Club Ohio Uh, chapter participates in the Plastic Free July campaign as well. And so what organizations can do is if they have any events going on, such as like movie screenings or webinars, um, they can list them in a global calendar for the month of July. So everybody knows, you know, what each organization is up to, and you can join any of those. And then um, when you take the pledge with us, you also... Uh, We'll hear about what kind of local and statewide events we have, like such as cleanups. Um, And then you'll also receive uh, one email every week during the month of July, and it'll give you tips on how to reduce plastic waste in your own life. Okay, so I signed up for Plastic Free July, both on the Ohio Sierra Club website and also on the global organization, which is plasticfreejuly.org, you know, for Ohioans here, um, you know, what can someone realistically accomplish by trying to reduce their plastic usage? The first step is just kind of acknowledging how extremely difficult and almost impossible it is to completely move away from plastic. And, um, you know, the system 
has just kind of inundated us with all of this plastic and convinced us that plastic is a convenience. Um, and so I think if you kind of get stuck in that mindset of perfection, you know, or really plastic free should probably be rebranded as plastic less, mm-hmm. um, because you don't want to get stuck into that negativity or beating yourself up, you know, because you had to buy that plastic item because, um, there's just not a lot of alternatives in the marketplace yet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the more we learn, you know, this plastic is, is not a convenience. Um, in fact, it is a inconvenience when we, when we think about how plastic items are made, um, it's kind of an upside down, (laughs) formula that they have because it was um, engineered to last forever, but it was designed to be disposable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it doesn't really, you know, make sense for when you start thinking about, you know, these products are are being used for minutes, you know, at a time when you use that plastic bag or that coffee cup. But, you know, what we're seeing is that it's a really inconvenience and a burden on our communities. And it's really um, an economic burden. You know, here in Ohio, we know the Ohio Department of Transportation spends $40 million in the last decade, you know, to remove waste from Ohio's interstates. And so that's $4 million, you know, uh, us taxpayers are paying. And then if you start thinking about how many communities have litter abatement programs. They, they, you know, work with watershed organizations and schools for river cleanups. So there's a lot of time and labor that is going into managing all of this waste. Um, And then we kind of start to see the full picture of plastic and realize, you know, that it's, it's not so convenient as we, as we once, you know, were to believe. Thinking about going plastic less. So less plastic July or plastic less July. Um, are there certain go-tos that you want to kind of get across to our listeners in terms of what actions they can take? Yeah. So, um, I think one thing that you can do is you can use your dollars to influence corporations. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like, if you go to the store and you want to buy some pasta sauce, you know, there's likely going to be plastic glass or a metal, you know, can. And so just, you know, there's simple things you can take to kind of opt out of that plastic when there are alternatives in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you can also hold them accountable. You know, like I have kids, I was shopping at Kroger the other day and I wanted to pick up applesauce and there was absolutely no glass options. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's really easy to take a picture of that um, and go to social media and just say, hey, you know, I want to have a sustainable future. You know, um, Kroger has a commitment to zero waste, you know, like, where's my glass option, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so things like that, like social media has um, really been uh, key in having some dialogues with corporations because they do tend to, um, you know, respond to things like that, you know, as opposed to behind the scenes, sometimes conversations get swept under the rug. In reality, you know, they need to start making products in a way that doesn't use so many different forms 
of plastics, types of plastics, types of chemicals. So it can actually be recycled. What I like about the Plastic Free July is it kind of focuses your focuses your attention on this issue and your habits for one month. <laughs> so where we might be slipping in some areas, like we forget to tell the waitress not to bring us a, a, a plastic straw. Um, maybe for this month, I'll, I'll remember that, or I'll remember more to bring my reusable bags to the store. It's, it's sort of like a month of accountability. And they say, you know, 30 days to make a new habit. So once that, you know, new habit becomes ingrained, we can carry it past, past July. Um, it also it, points uh, out to me, I've just been like, cause I took the pledge as well. Mm-hmm. So it pointed out to me, I started to think about, okay, like in two weeks, I won't be able to use this and this and this. And you start to see all the the ways that it's kind of creeping into your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So that's always, that's been fascinating to me. I want to go back to your one comment about the grocery store and the pressure on the grocery stores. Cause that brings to mind a few years ago when Trader Joe's was pressured through social media to stop overwrapping all their produce. Um, you'd go into a um, Trader Joe's and they would have wrapped tomatoes and wrapped peppers mm-hmm. and, and, and stuff like that. So they made a corporate commitment after getting all that pressure to, you know, leave their produce, um, you know, loose on, on the shelves bulk. There was an article in the wall street journal last weekend about a grocery store chain in the UK that made a pledge to try to get rid of all the plastic packaging in their store by 2023 and all the problems they were having doing that, but at least they were making an effort, um, to not wrap their bananas and, and, you know, you know, they made, made some swaps. So, um, and I think giant Eagle here also has made a similar type of a commitment. So you may never get there hundred percent, but at least you're working on it. Yeah. And I know that giant Eagle, um, has removed all of their plastic bags in Cuyahoga County. That's my understanding. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, in anticipation of Cuyahoga County implementing, um, you know, that bag ban, Mm -hmm. but, I think that that's like one thing that I think like all of us, I think about how my grandma, if she would never, you know, in her lifetime, like walked into a store and have seen a <laughs> baked a potato individually wrapped in plastic when it already comes in, you know, this natural, perfect wrapping. Right. <laughs> um, and so we do have a lot of like little tips, you know, during plastic free July, um, you know, like taking that sticker off of uh, your fruits and vegetables, because, um, you know, when we go to composting facilities, that produce sticker that they have that barcode or that, you know, number on all those little stickers are so cause, um, so much contamination and, and composting facilities. And it's almost impossible, you know, to get them out. Like once they've already, um, been sent. And I think, I always catch my husband, I'll find a banana, you know, in the compost bin with a sticker on. <laughs> I, always, I always have to remind him like, that's not recyclable. And he's like, well, why do they have it? <laughs> said, Good question. But we also remind folks of like easy tips. Like you said, like take your reusable bags, not just to the grocery store, but everywhere, you know, mm-hmm. like when we're going to target, you know, when I travel, um, you know, I am really proud of myself and I've been doing it for many years. So it's definitely been a process and a journey to get where I've been, but it does, you know, when I'm traveling and, um, you know, I always bring a reusable water bottle. I always bring a reusable coffee mug. 
a straw, like a short one and a tall one Mm -hmm. and then silverware, um, is so light, you know, to like put in your bag, but I've been to three concerts now out in Colorado and, you know, I haven't had to use any, any plastic silverware. And so for me, you know, it's kind of like a trade-off in my mind where I'll be like, okay, you know, I'm not, I'm not using that plastic, but my daughter really wants this plastic toy. I kind of like have this <laughs> trade-off in my mind, you know, well, at least I'm not eliminating the stuff that I can. And there's just, like I said, there's, there's so much plastic that's unavoidable because we know that plastic is so helpful within, especially like the healthcare and medical field for making um, really lightweight transportation. Those things are always going to be needed and necessary. And I think it's just kind of changing your mind shift of, you know, these convenience items are not so convenient. And after a while, they do kind of seem like low hanging fruit you can't avoid. I'd like to talk a little bit about, you mentioned in your bio, just some of the false solutions. So one of the things I was planning to work on in plastic less July is not buying plastic wrap. So I was able to find a bio or compostable plastic wrap and I, it is BPI certified, which means it is um, able to be composted in a commercial compost facility. So the Rust Belt Riders program that I participate in will be able to accept that. But there is a lot of confusion around the labeling of biodegradable and composting and bioplastics. Can you kind of go over those terms with us and help us understand um, what they mean? Sure. So the biodegradable, I think that's more, I kind of interpret that more um, as a term that things are breaking down into smaller pieces. But I mean, plastic items can also be broken down. We know that they, you know, photodegrade into smaller pieces. And so we have to be kind of careful about the labeling because it can be misleading. If something is breaking down into smaller pieces like plastic, it's still going to be around, you know, it's just actually going to be harder to remove from the environment when it's a lot smaller things that are compostable. Some of these items like that, the bioplastics, they can only be composted in industrial um, facilities under certain temperatures. So Mm -hmm. a lot of these, these bioplastics that are made of, of um, sugar cane or, or corn, they say that they are compostable, but if you actually put them in your backyard compost, it's going to be there a very long time and it's not going to compost at the same rate, you know, like maybe you had envisioned because of this label. And the reason, um, you know, bioplastics that we are, you know, we're reviewing it really as a false solution is because when you think about, you know, corn and sugarcane and, and these products, there's so much fertilizer that initially went into the growth of these crops, so much fertilizer and pesticides. So now you're, you're taking these crops full of fertilizers and pesticides, and then turning it in, you know, using a chemical process um, that takes a tremendous amount of energy to turn it into these bioplastics, then all of those chemicals that are in it are also going to be leaching out into the food that you eat in those containers. And then also into your compost pile 
you know, so we're not really decreasing any kind of climate change or impact to the environment as we would as we would have hoped to, you know, when we first kind of came upon the discovery of bioplastics. And the reason that you don't see them, you know, very prevalent um, is just because it's so expensive and it's cheaper to take fracked gas um, and make virgin plastics um, because you don't have to have this chemical uh, process of, of turning it, the, that organic material into a plastic because you already have, you know, these um, especially here in Ohio, we have the Utica, Utica shale and it's made up of this wet gas that is just perfect for making, um, you know, these plastic pellets that are used to uh, make these single, primarily these single use um, disposable items. And so it's just not as economical, you know, as virgin plastic, unfortunately. And then we realize that it's also just as harmful, or if not more, you know, to us in the environment. Is there um, anything else you want to mention before we sign off? Uh, you know, we have a lot of events coming up um, during the month of July. Uh, we will be hosting a webinar with the Lake Erie Foundation covering the topics of microplastics. Uh, that's on um, July 21st. And so if you sign up for a pledge, you'll get notification of that of that event and it should be should be uh, enlightening and hopefully fun and enjoyable. Thank you. Well, we'll put a link to the pledge in our show notes, as well as a link to the um, Sierra Club Ohio website with the, there's a calendar and there's other resources up there uh, to help us through the, the month of July. Well, thank you, Alyssa, for speaking with us today. Um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your vacation and go on some good hikes for us. We're stuck here yeah. in Ohio. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciated it. Um, and I'm glad that there's folks like you that are hosting podcasts and, you know, elevating conversations around this and, you know, providing other means, uh, you know, audio, other, other ways to access information is, um, you know, always so helpful. Yeah. Well, well thank you. We all have to work together. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of EcoSpeak CLE. You can find our full catalog of episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are available the first and third Tuesday of each month. Please follow EcoSpeak CLE on Facebook and Instagram and become part of the conversation. If you would like to send us feedback and suggestions, or if you'd like to become a sponsor of EcoSpeak CLE, you can email us at hello at ecospeakcle.com. Stay tuned for more important and inspiring stories to come.